Do you know that from your position, you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shegun Obaji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Wow, glory to God, hallelujah, blessed be God forevermore. Thank God for another opportunity to get blessed, to receive the word of the Lord. I know you have been yearning and desiring to receive God's word. It's coming your way today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Lift up your hands right now and with expectation in your heart and say, Father, thank you for feeding me with your word in time past. Thank you for your faithfulness that endures forever. Thank you for bringing your word my way again. And I give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lift your voice and give him praise and say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your glory. And thank you for your honor and thank you for your mighty presence in this place. Blessed be your holy name. My heart is open to receive your word. I receive with joy and gladness and meekness and humility in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Glory to God. All right, welcome all our online viewers. You're welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to change, welcome to transformation, and welcome to encounters in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. All right, um, this month is a special one for us. We've been looking at miracles of our union with Christ. In Him, in whom, in Christ, realities. Glory to God. And what is known as new creation realities. The Bible tells us um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 that if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So the moment a man reposes faith in Jesus Christ, it comes into newness. There is a change on the inside. There's a turnaround on the inside. And he's born anew. He becomes a brand new person. Glory to God. And there are certain realities that go with this new birth, this salvation. All right? The moment you're born again, there are certain realities that go with new birth. And uh, we're going to be looking at those realities today. All right, but let me just um, give you um, a short recap of the things we've learned so far, just to carry some people along who um, had not been uh, following for some time now. Okay, um, we have seen and known and discovered from God's word that there are basically two sides um, to our salvation the legal side and the vital side. The legal side is what Christ has done for us in his substitutionary work. All right? And then the vital side is what Christ does in us. All right? Ongoing work of Christ within our spirits. Glory to God. All right? And um, there is a link between the legal and the vital sides of redemption or salvation. And that link is faith. Come on, say faith. 
All right. Faith is that link. And the person that brings us into the vital experience of salvation is the Holy Spirit. Come on, say the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit brings us into the vital experience of the things that Jesus Christ has done for us. So two sides um, to our salvation. And then we uh, understand that our salvation has three levels okay, of faces. And um, the three levels, number one, identification. And then number two, new birth. And number three, communion or fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Okay? And our identification is actually our association with Christ on the ground of faith regarding the things that he has done for us. In other words, we are identifying or associating ourselves with Christ in his substitutionary work for us. And by reason of that, certain things are wrought in us by the Holy Spirit. And this was how we got born again. Amen? We believed that Jesus died for our sins. And then he was raised again for our justification. The moment we believed that, the Holy Spirit stepped in and recreated us. We became born again. Praise the Lord. So, identification is very, very important. We've looked at that. And today I want us to focus on new birth. All right, salvation, new birth. The Bible tells us very clearly the scripture we just, you know, read a couple of minutes ago, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. That therefore, if any man be in Christ, in Christ here means in union with Christ, is a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. So the moment a man gets born again, he becomes a brand new creature. I like the way another tradition puts it. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new being. He is a new being. What does that mean? He is a new self. He is a new self. I like another translation. Puts it this way. It says, if any man be in Christ, he possesses a new nature. A new nature. Okay? Now, um, if a child of God does not understand new birth, what it is, and the identity it has conferred, on him or her, there's no way you can make the most of your life in Christ. It all begins at new birth. Glory to God. That is the entry point into all the possibilities of the God kind, the entry point into all the realities of the God kind, the entry point into all the blessings that God has blessed us with in Christ Jesus. You know, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Glory to God. So the entry point is salvation. Come on, say salvation. All right. You have to be born again. This was what Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus, one of the rulers of the synagogue of his day. And he told him in verse 3 of John chapter 3, he says, Except a man be born again, he cannot see or perceive the kingdom of God. So that means our ability to perceive the dominion of God, the reign of God, the government of God, and how God does things is actually salvation. Without being born again, we cannot see the kingdom of God. In fact, that word born again is from the root word to be born from above. Okay? It's, it's actually a word that is used for people who came from another place, all right, to a new place. So you say they, they came from that place to this place. They are strangers, so to speak. Aliens, so to speak. They don't belong there, but they do business there, but they don't belong there in terms of their nationality and origin. 
Praise God. So it means except a man be born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, born again here is much more than an experience. Born again is actually a, a, a reality. The same way um, a child is born, a child is not born to experience life. A child is life itself. Okay? It comes with life. It's not an experience. You don't you know, give birth to a child for the child to experience life. No. The, the child comes with its own life. So birth here gives the child opportunity to express that life that it already has. That's, that's what you know, uh, salvation is. So some people call it salvation experience, maybe in a way to explain certain things. But in the actual fact of, fact of it, salvation is, is not an experience. There are experiences in salvation, but it, it is not an experience. Salvation itself is not an experience. Salvation is a biological fact. All right? It's a spiritual, biological fact. When a man is born again, that man comes with the divine life, with the divine nature, and is born into the realm of God. Glory to God. Now, birth offers us the privilege to enter into realms. If you want to step into the physical realm, you must be born into this realm. In the same vein, you want to step into the realm of God, you must be born into it. The entry point is birth, new birth. Okay? The entry point into this natural life is natural birth. That's why the Bible tells us that that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So the moment you get born again, you are introduced into a new kind of environment, a new kind of life. Glory to God. A new kind of existence. Amen. Not the natural existence, but the supernatural existence. So let's trace this very quickly. John chapter 3 and verse 3. Jesus said to Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see or perceive the kingdom of God. And then he went on in verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Uh, Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So see the kingdom of God, enter into the kingdom of God. So perception of God's kingdom is by new birth. Entry into God's kingdom is by new birth. Glory to God. And then he describes it here. I want you to see this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That means that which is born after the natural order is natural. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born after the spiritual order is spiritual. Amen. So the, the word born again simply means you've been, you cannot get born again until you have been born to start with. Okay, so that's why it's born again. It is not born. That's why, except a man be born of uh, water, that means he has to be born naturally, and then repentance, okay, comes in, and then he's now born of the spirit. But you have to be born of water to start with, and then born of the spirit before you can be born again. Glory to God. That's why it's born again. You've been born once, and you're born again. Glory to God. All right. So it's only given to man who has been born naturally to be born anew. 
Now, the children yet unborn cannot be born again. Alright? Because they've not been born to start with. It doesn't even make sense for them to be born again. Okay? There's no reference point of again there because they have, they have not been born. Okay? So, the Bible tells us here, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, natural birth. So, it's possible for a man to be born of the flesh, alright, and not be born again, born of the spirit. Now, God is called the father of spirits. He's not the father of flesh. He is the God of the spirits of all flesh. But he is not the father of flesh. Alright? Your earthly father is your father after the flesh. God is your heavenly father if you're born again. He is the father of spirits. So that means God doesn't give birth to flesh because he is not flesh himself. Okay? He only gives birth to spirits. Say hallelujah. So that means to be born again simply means to be born of God's spirit. Do you see that? So you've been born after the flesh naturally. Okay? Now you repent of your sins, accept Jesus as Lord of your life, then you're born again. Now that again birth or the rebirth it is not the birth after the flesh because you are born after the flesh you've been born after the flesh already okay so you're born again after the spirit so that means there is something that happens on the inside there is a change that happens on the inside and that's what i want us to look at the moment you understand who you are after the spirit after the god kind of birth Alright, then you know what belongs to you and you know how to carry yourself in this new life. Glory to God. Alright, there's the natural life and there's the new life. The new life is of God. It is life of the God kind. Life in the God realm. Life in the domain of God. The natural life is natural, subject to the senses. Glory to God. Little one that the Bible tells us in 1 John 4 and verse 4, it says, little children, it says, um, you have God and you have overcome them. I love this. It says, you have God. You are born of God. Hallelujah. Born of God. Born of God. You know, God has children. All right. And men have children too. The children of God are born after the spirit. The children of men are born after the flesh. To be born again simply means you're born after the spirit. Now, when you were born after the flesh, there were certain qualities and realities that came with that new, that birth, that natural birth. And when you were born after the flesh, you had eyes to see, you had ears to hear, you have a mouth to speak, you can do things, you can sense things in the natural. You could feel. Okay? So, when a man is born after the spirit, there are certain qualities, there are certain characteristics, there are certain realities that come with new birth. Glory to God. And when you know yourself after that order, then you, you begin to live the supernatural life. Now, to be born again simply means to be born from above, Genesaret means to be born from above. And that which is from above is above all. All Alright? That which is from above is above the sensual. That which is from above is above the natural. That which is from above is superior to the natural. Greater than the natural. Glory to God. Amen. 
Now when Jesus came from above, he was born from above, and when he lived his life here, he lived his life not subject to the basic elements of this world. He ruled them. Why? Because he was not a natural person. Yes, physical, in terms of physical body, but the content, come on, say content. The content here is supernatural content. Okay? And this was what Paul was saying to the church at Corinth. We're coming back to um, John chapter 3. We're saying this to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you start reading from verse, I'd like for us to start reading from verse 15. Okay? He says, And that Jesus died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. And then he says, Wherefore? Henceforth. That means, therefore, from this moment onward, know we no man after the flesh. Now, you see, when it comes to the things of Christ, when it comes to the things of God, we do not know any man in Christ after the flesh. But when it comes to natural things, we know men after the flesh. He says, wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh in his physical body, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That means, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature that can only be known after the spirit. That's why the natural cannot predict us. The world does not know us. The world didn't know him, Jesus, the anointed one. The world doesn't know us. We have God. Amen? We have God. We have got born of God. Now, you didn't have to, when you were born after the flesh, you didn't have to beg your earthly parents to partake of their natural life, to partake of their DNA. All right? You didn't have to beg. It came with the privilege of birth. You were born with it. Are you following what I'm saying here? The moment you get born again, there are certain things you don't beg God for anymore. Oh God, please, please let me be like you. The capacity, the potential to be like God is already in your spirit. Alright, the nature of God, the being of God, the life of God is already in your spirit. That means it comes with the privilege of new birth. Praise God. And so I want us to look at this. Go back to John chapter 3 very quickly. And let's start reading from verse 7 please. Thank you. Alright. From verse 6 now. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Amen. Say I'm born of the spirit. I can hear. Say I'm born of the spirit. Now if you're born again, you're born of the spirit. You're born of the spirit. Now spirits don't live by flesh and blood. Spirits live by another kind of life. And that's why spirits can exist without the human body. But the human body cannot live without spirit. As the body is dead without the spirit, so faith without corresponding action is dead. So the body is dead without the spirit in it. See? So there's a kind of sustenance That is of the spirit. That comes with the new birth. It is the kind of life that is dependent on something else for sustenance. It's not dependent on the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. 
The life of the spirit is not in the blood. It has nothing to do with the blood. But the life of the flesh is in the blood. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you were born again, you were not born of the flesh. You were born of the spirit. So that means there's another kind of sustenance that you have to depend on. There's a sustenance that you have to depend on. There's a life that fuels and sustains the supernatural life, the divine life, the new creation life. And that is the word. Come and say word. All right. Word life. We live on words. Words. The word of God. We live on the word. We live on the word. Matthew 4 and verse 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, what is he saying to us here? Notice he didn't say man shall not live by bread at all. He says man shall not live by bread alone. Alright? But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So that means there is a part of your life that is sustained by bread, natural food. And then there is a part of your life that is sustained not by natural food, but by supernatural food, the word. So your, your life in the flesh, natural life, is sustained by natural food. Your life in the spirit is sustained by the word of God. Okay, When you eat food, okay, it will produce strength in you, blood. Life will flow through your blood and give life and sustenance to your flesh, all your organs. Are you for what I'm saying here? Okay. But the moment you get born again, there is a part of you that doesn't feed on natural food. It's called your spirit. That is the real man because it says man. Man. Shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So we live by the word. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Now, let's let's take this one step at a time. John chapter 3, quickly, and verse 7. Thank you. John chapter 3, and verse 7. It says, marvel not that I say, I said unto you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell where it comes and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Did you see that? The NKJV here. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. But cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. So that means, look up please. Spiritual birth here, the substance of it is beyond the perception of the natural. Okay? But the effect of it can be felt on the natural. Just like the wind. You can't see the wind. But you can feel the effect of it. It's blowing. It's blowing. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. Alright? But you can feel the effect of it. You can hear the sound of the wind. Alright? And that's, that's that's not how miracles happen. Be healed. Alright? People say, well, how did it happen? Ah, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. <laughs> that's how it happens. It is the effect that you feel in the natural. 
There's a transaction in the spirit beyond the perception of the natural, the five physical senses. So when a man gets born again, listen very carefully, there is something on the inside that has changed. His nature has changed. His being has changed. His life has changed. There is an upgrade now, all right, from just natural life to supernatural life, the very life of God. Hallelujah. And, and we're going to see, um, you know, all this in a moment. The very life of God. So we, we understand that this new birth, though I cannot see my spirit that I'm a brand new man, the only witness I have to tell me what has happened within me is the word of God. So you see, the word of God will give you a description of who you are, what has happened within you as a new man, a born-again child of God. Okay? So that's why we follow the witness of the word. The word says, if any man being Christ is a new creature, if any man comes into union with Christ is a new creature. So I make bold to say I'm a brand new man. Why? Because I'm born again. The word says so. See, the word of God is the mirror of the new man. It reveals us and introduces us to us. Amen. The word. Come on, say the word. I can't hear you. Come on, say the word. So, sometimes people are trying to go by feelings. Alright, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. If it was natural birth, alright, doctors can put some instruments on your body and read what is happening in your body. But they can't read what is happening in your spirit. It's only the word of God that mirrors you and reveals you. And that's why we believe the word. The just shall live by what? Faith. Faith in the word. The word says, this is what has happened to you. This is who you are. We say, yes, that's who I am. Glory to God. Why? Because that is the only thing that understands us. That is the only thing that mirrors us. That is the only thing that reveals us. Nothing else does. The word. So we don't go by feeling. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7, it says we walk by faith and not by sight. Another translation says walk by faith and not by sensory perception. Praise God. That's why when I don't feel well, I say I'm well. Because the word of God says, let the weak say, it didn't say let the weak say I'm weak. It says, let the poor say, poverty in the natural, alright, but you are confessing your reality in the spirit, and then you feel the effect. You may not see physically what you are saying in the spirit, but you can feel the effect. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. It's just like the wind. You hear the sound. You cannot tell where it's coming from. You cannot tell where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Spiritual effects. We are beings of effects. which We reveal things in the natural. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. Man. There are certain things happening in your spirit right now that no one else knows anything about except your spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the word. Those are the witnesses. When people look at you, they still see your situation, but something has changed on the inside. In no time, we see the effect on the natural. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. They will hear the sound. They will hear the sound in no time. Glory to God. Amen. (laughs) Oh, glory, 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 glory. So, let's take this one step at a time now. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. Quickly, the Bible tells us that But he who is joined 
to the Lord is one spirit with him. So this is, listen very carefully. Do you know when I read the word, look at me here. When I read the word, you know what I see? I see me in the word. Because no one else knows me. My natural parents don't know me. No, we know man after the flesh. If any man be in Christ is a new creature. You don't know the man in Christ after the flesh. You don't know him. You cannot describe him after the flesh. No one knows him after the flesh. I mean in the spirit. But people know him after the flesh. But no one knows him after the spirit. Except the word of God. So that's why if if a Christian doesn't believe the word of God. ah, There's no undoing. As enormous as doubt, unbelief for the child of God. That's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith, 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 faith. You have to believe the word. The word says you're blessed, that's who you are. The world out there doesn't know that you're blessed. But the word says you're blessed. You believe it, then they hear the sound of it. (laughs) So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Praise God. So it tells us here very clearly in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. All right. It says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. I love that. So if you're born again, your spirit is one with the Lord's. The Lord's spirit. Say, I'm one with God. All right. Say, I'm one with God. I'm born of God. Hallelujah. Say the divine life is in my spirit. Just as much as you cannot deny that the natural life is in your blood. The life of the flesh is where? In the blood. The divine life is in your spirit. That's why you live by the word of God. Does does flesh feed on the word? So it tells you if you feed on the word, that should point your attention to something that you are not natural. Do natural men feed on the word? We know what they eat. Amen? But we feed on the word. It tells you there's a supernatural dimension to us. And we're going to see all this from God's word. But understand this clearly. Your spirit and God's spirit are now one. You know what that means? You are in union with God. You can hear from God. You can perceive the things of God. You can hear the voice of your father. It's not strange. You can know when your father is leading you in a particular direction. And it may not make sense to people around you, but you're following the will of God. Because your spirit is now one with God's spirit, and you can hear the voice of your heavenly father. Can someone say amen to that? Alright. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Is one spirit. Say, I'm one spirit with God. All right. Say, say, I'm one spirit with God. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Is one spirit. That's what the word tells us. We believe the word. That's the only thing that knows us quite well. Praise God. And then again in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 23, looking at this new man in Christ. He says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. Now, for you to understand what this means, listen very carefully. Alright, I need to bring this word seed to you, alright, in the original rendition of it. 
The Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew. The New Testament in Greek. In Greek, the word seed there simply means semen. The same word that is used for sperm. That which carries the life, all right, of natural men. But in this case, it says being born again, not of corruptible seed, not of natural semen or sperm. The word is pama. But of incorruptible. Oh dear, you can get it now. By the word of God, which liveth and abideth for how long? Forever. So it tells us here, listen very carefully, that when you got born again, what transpired in the realm of the spirit was that the spirit of God took the word, the gospel of Jesus Christ that you heard. That is the incorruptible spammer of God. And that entered into your spirit and there was a fertilization. The spirit of God and the word of God came together and a newborn child in Christ was born. All right, now, the physical reflection of that. Let's look at it. Your mother, all right, had something to do with your dad. All right, they came together, okay? Your dad's sperm entered into her, fertilized her egg, and then you were the result. See that? Egg from the woman, sperm from the man. Amen? The word of God from the mouth of God and the spirit of God. See, so look at what happened there. So, the man on the inside is a supernatural man. Now, if God gives birth to a child, you expect the child to be natural. God is not the father of flesh. He's the father of spirits. So, that means the man on the inside, the, the child of God, the born again man within, that new man within, is born of God, born of the Spirit of God, born of the Word of God. So we see the Word of God here and the Spirit of God coming together. Now let's look at that union here. All right, sperma, the seed, the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which liveth and abided forever. Then jump to Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 quickly. Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, the Bible says not by works of righteousness, in other words we're born again, not by works of self-righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Now how did he do it? By, come on say by, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So you see, the Holy Ghost was involved. And then we just read now in First Peter chapter 1 and verse 23 that the word of God was involved. So the child of God was born of the word and of the spirit. The spammer of God and the spirit of the living God. So that union, when you believed something happened within you, you became born again. And that man within is not subject to nature. is not subject to the hindrances, limitations of the natural life. That man is supernatural altogether. That man is supernatural to the core. At the core of the man's life, the new man, is the very life of God. The pulsating life of God. (laughs) Glory to God. Okay? 
Now, when animals, maybe dogs, reproduce, they reproduce themselves. True? Is it any strange? Come on now, talk to me. Is it any strange that dogs give birth to dogs? What about lions? They give birth to lions. Praise God. Birds give birth to birds. God gives birth to gods. Hallelujah. It says, I have said here, gods. All of you are children of the Most High God. Jesus said, he made bold to say, the Father and I are one. I and my Father are one. See? Now, anything that scares you from claiming oneness with God is your core enemy. You should make bold to say you are one with your Father. If you are not a bastard. And I know you are not. Amen. I said amen. And that's why, listen very carefully, the moment you take your reference point from this new man within, listen, this new man within, there is a turnaround from within. You see, you start seeing things differently. The capacity, the ability of God is infused into your being, into your soul, into your body. And then you find yourself doing impossible things. Accomplishing impossible feats. Glory to God. Amen. See, when Nicodemus came to Jesus and was asking, says, well, you know, we know that God is with you. No man can do these things except God be with him. Alright, what's the secret? <laughs> he told him, it's much more than just God being with me. Yes, God is with me. But you see, it is the content of the life that I carry. That is the premise on which the supernatural runs. And then he told him, this is the secret. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Except he's born of water and of spirit, he can't enter into it. Praise God. So that means the foundation of the supernatural is new birth. It's that simple. That's what it is. The foundation of the supernatural is new birth. That's what it is. Glory to God. Yeah. Understanding your new creation realities, understanding your new identity in Christ forms the foundation of supernatural living. You see, supernatural ability is infused into you from that knowledge. So when people say eternal life, eternal life, what is eternal life? Primarily, eternal life is revelation of God in your spirit. That's what it is. Romans 6, 23, it says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, the Lord himself, defined eternal life this way. In Gospel according to St. John chapter 17 and verse 3, he said, this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Knowledge of God is eternal life. Did you see that? So that means when you come into that knowledge, oh dear, you see, there is an infusion of supernatural strength into your being. You start doing the impossible. I mean, look at men under the old covenant who had just the spirit of God come upon them. Alright, once in a while. And we read about the miracles that they did under the influence of the spirit of God and we are blown away. We are amazed. Now think about the man in whom God dwells. And he's in union with God and he understands this union. 
and how to take advantage of this union. Make the most of it. All right, that means our world will be will be scattered, not blown away. Amen. Why? Because they look at us and say, "Ha!" Ah, it will take them time to be able to close their mouths. Mouth opening miracles. I and the children that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm a wonder to my world. I am a wonder to my world. Amen? Mm-hmm. Every time you meet me, <laughs> you keep meeting a new person. Why? We all with open face. Beholding as in a glass the glory of God we are changed into the same image of the glory from glory to glory from gl- come and say from glory to glory All right. <laughs> it isn't from glory and then to glory and then you stop this is from glory to glory alright that word is reported in a continuous tense from glory to glory to glory to glory unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ say hallelujah <laughs> amen I keep introducing myself to people, reintroducing myself to people, reintroducing myself to people. Why? Because I'm changing from glory to glory. You, you, you thought you knew me. And you're shocked now. I thought I knew him. All right. But this is a new person. And then you come again tomorrow and say, ah, can you introduce yourself to me? Can you introduce yourself to me? That's the life of the Christian. That's the life of the child of God. Can someone say amen to that? Man, that's your life in Christ. Oh, glory to God. Alright, so you see the spammer and the spirit. The spammer and the spirit. The spammer and the spirit. The word and the spirit. You came out of that union. Oh dear. You came out of the union of the spirit of God and the word of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Poop, you were born. You were born. See, that man cannot be a failure. No way. That man cannot be subject to the beggarly elements of this world. No way. That man born of God cannot be someone living from hand to mouth. You are more than blessed. You are a blessing. You didn't hear me. I said you are more than blessed. You are a blessing. Oh dear. Come on, say it. Say, I'm more than blessed. I'm a blessing. To my world. I can't hear you. I'm more than blessed. I'm a blessing. To my world. That's who you are. So think about it. Think about it. Think about it. The man that came out of that union of the word and the spirit cannot be a failure. How can you explain it? That yeah, God produced a man. In his finest form, the word and the spirit, and that man is a failure. Even Adam, who was born after the flesh, so to speak, naturally, before the fall, was not a failure. (laughs) That man cannot be a failure. Think about it. Just explain to me how can the man fail? Just tell me, give me one reason why the man will fail. Amen? And and that's why, listen very carefully, it does not matter what has put you down. You are coming back up. You are standing back up. You can't remain on the floor. 
No, that's not where you belong. He told Abraham, he says, your seed shall be as what? The stars of heaven. Not just numerous as the stars of heaven, but elevated as the stars of heaven. Amen. That's, that's your destiny. Listen, you see, people are looking for methods. How does it work? How does, that's not the first thing for the Christian. It's not methods. Understand who you are to start with. You can't be operating the principles of the kingdom of God with a mindset that is alien to the kingdom. It won't work. That was why the same rod in the hand of Elisha that worked miracles, he put the same rod in the hand of his servant, he couldn't do anything. Same rod, but different mindset. There's a mind that runs the things of God. It's not just show me the method, show me the method. Show me. Do you have that consciousness? Do you know who you are? That's the first thing. So when they show you the method, you operate it as a king. There's a consciousness of faith and dominion that emanates from your spirit. So when you're working the principles of God's word, it's working for you. This is not the rod of Elisha in the hand of Gehazi. It's not going to work. So the first thing is to understand who you are. When you get it, you see, you see look, look at um, the centurion. He said, I'm a man under authority. I understand authority. That's the first thing. It's not that they told me to do it this way. I understand it. I'm a man under authority. I say to this, my servant, go, he goes. I say to the other one, come, he comes. I say to this one, do this, and he does it. Say, I understand too that you always talk about your heavenly father. You are a man under authority. Can you speak the word only? And my servant shall be made whole. Jesus looked at him and said, wow. You see, his, his, his faith was rooted in his understanding. Not in the principles that he learned. Not in methods. In his understanding. Amen. You see it? So things work not because people say, just show me how. How do you do it? How do you say, well, I pray in the morning. Hey, you pray in the morning. And that's what people are looking for. And they are frustrated. They go and do all those things. They say, well, Pastor Shegun, or so-so minister, or so-so successful person told me, these are the four points. And then they walk the one and they, you see, it's not in points. Secrets. Secrets. Come on, say secrets. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. You see, in union with God, you will get to understand certain things in your spirit that will cause things to work for you. Look at, you told you, you want to tell me that the, the disciples of Jesus Christ did not apply the, all the principles and methods that Jesus taught them regarding casting out devils. They were downhill. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus and his core disciples, three of them, were there, uphill. And there was a man that brought his son who had a spirit of epilepsy. And they did everything. In Jesus' name. Jesus used to do it this way. He would, he would walk this way. He would move this way. And then he would move this way. And he would look at the demon possessed. And he would say, come out. <laughs> they, did, they did everything. It didn't work. So Jesus came. The whole place was scattered. And he said, what's happening here? He said, well, this man you know, brought his son. And we've been trying to cast the devil out of him. And, but all to no avail. <laughs> He said, for how long am I going to stay with you? Live with you? Generation of unbelief and doubt. Bring the child to me. And he said a word. Be gone. Alright? And that was it. 
And then they came back and said, Sir, how come we could not cast that devil out of that boy? Jesus said, because of your own belief. Eh? No, thank God it was Jesus that said it. <laughs> thank God it wasn't John or Peter. They would have fought him. <laughs> Forget that thing. We believe, we confessed, we did everything. So we believe. Jesus said it was your own belief. Unbelief at this level. Because, you see, there was a principle there that he was bringing them to terms with. Amen. You see, I tell people the first thing is, look, understanding. Understanding. It's not just give me the method, give me the method. People are too much in a haste to get methods. But get the understanding, the life is rooted in dominion. Your oneness with God, with Christ. Hallelujah. And then, when you know how to apply it, you apply it, it will work for you to produce results. Can someone say amen to that? All right. (laughs) So you came out of the union of the word and of the spirit. Can someone say amen to that? Look at James chapter 1 and verse 18. Powerful. James 1 and verse 18. It says, of his own will... He begat us or gave birth to us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. Of his own will. Come on, say will. Of the will of God he gave birth to us. So we are children of the will of God. Born of the will of God. Now note that. Born of the will of God. And then we're born of the word of truth. Word of truth. Word of reality. Okay. Now, come quickly to John, Gospel according to John chapter 1, all right, and verse 11. Jesus came unto his own, the Jews, and the Jews received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And then he describes them, which were born... Okay? Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So that means we were born not of blood, not of natural life. We were born of the will of God, and that's the word of God. God and his will, I mean, the word and the will of God are one. God and his will are one. The will of God and the word of God are one. You can't separate God from his will. And you cannot separate his will from his word. You were born of the word of God and born of the will of God. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. See? Now you see how the word of God is introducing you to you. Say, "Uh you mean I'm all that? Yes, you are. That's who you are. It's in the word. Amen. Come on now. I said amen. Amen. Glory to God. I said amen. Amen. Again in Ephesians chapter 4. I want to see something here. Ephesians chapter 4. We start reading from verse 20. Paul was writing the church at Ephesus. Speaking of the learning of Christ. He says, but you have not so learned Christ. Verse 21, if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. What is that truth? That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, the old life, 
the old being, the old nature, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed, and you were renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then verse 24, I love this. And that he put on the new man. Come on, say new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. You see, the new man, this new man in Christ, is after God. Is after the order of God. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Amen? Did you see that? In righteousness and true holiness. Now, just as much as Jesus had the gods to say the Father and himself were one. We have the gods in Christ to say God and we are one. Hallelujah. We have the gods to say it. We are one. We are one. Did you see it? Can you see the resemblance here? Mm -hmm. Now, if there's anything the enemy wants to do, he doesn't want you to know that at all. He doesn't want you to believe it. He doesn't want you to come close to it. He doesn't want you to see it. Because therein lies the secret of dominion. Oneness with Christ. Did you see it? Therein lies the secret of dominion. Oneness with Christ. Again in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 11. I want to show you something here. It says, In Christ also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands in putting off, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. Okay? By the circumcision of Christ. So that means, look up please, this is very powerful. When you got born again, that life, that nature, that being that was of the flesh, of the natural life, of the sinful life, was peeled off. The same way circumcision is done, all right, uh, in the natural, the foreskin of the baby is peeled off and they peel it off. So for a new skin to surface. See? In the same vein, think about it spiritually now. The old nature, the old life was peeled off by the circumcision of Christ. That means that crave for sin. You know, sometimes when you see some Christians say, well, you say, it's not easy to not sin. It's not easy. Let's be frank. Do you know where that is coming from? Ignorance of the human in Christ. They don't know who they are. It's just simple. All right? How many of us have been tempted with human feces here? It's not easy. When you're hungry, you just have to eat something. It's not easy. All right? Because, you see, you can't do that. Your natural life forbids it. The principle of the natural life forbids eating human feces. Except the man's mind is turned upside down. Are you following what I'm saying here? The moment, you see, listen, the moment you understand this is who I am. (laughs) Oh, dear. Are you getting something here? All right. See, that, that old life of sin and sinfulness was peeled off as though the foreskin 
of the flesh. Peeled off. And then the newness showed up. A new skin, so to speak. The circumcision of Christ here simply means the old life, the old nature, the old being was peeled off, removed, and a new being emerged. You were born anew. And that new being carries a new capacity, ability, and potential to live like God. When you listen very carefully, you've not seen anything yet. When you feed that new man, I dare you. I dare you to feed the man on the inside as a child of God. You feed that man, doesn't eat bread. That man doesn't eat kokoyam. He doesn't eat ogbono and gari. That man doesn't eat fried rice. The man feeds on the word. Now when we talk about the word here, the word of God is not religion. The word of God is the very, very revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of his love for you. The father's love revealed to you through Christ. Your identity revealed to you in Christ. Christ revealed to you in union with him. The Holy Spirit revealed in you in union with Christ. That's the word. You see, the word of God feeds us. If you listen to the word and you are not fed, can you, can you just go to the dining, you sit at the dining, and then you just keep looking at the meal on the table and keep salivating. <laughs> All right? And then you're fed. How many of us have done that before? <laughs> it's not possible. How do, you, how do you get fed? You have to eat. See, anything we call food feeds. If it doesn't feed, all right, it's not food. Call it something else. And when you listen to the word, it feeds you. That means the word of God pumps into you an ability. You, you feel strengthened. You feel revitalized. All right, the word of God doesn't stir your hope, hope, hope. You just hopeful, 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 hopeful. No, you see, you see, food doesn't make you hopeful. It feeds you. You eat food now. All right, that's eating. It's not that, okay, the food is there and he says, I will eat you. I will eat you. No, God, God's word doesn't give hope, 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 hope all the time. It may stir your hope, but it comes to feed that hope, to substantiate it. That's the word. So the revelation of Christ, the revelation of God, comes to us and it feeds your spirit with ability. And then you can say, I am one with him. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the word at work in you. You've been fed by the word. See? That's what the word does. Praise God. Okay. Now let's tie this together very quickly. The man in Christ is invincible. The man in Christ is unbeatable. The man in Christ is supernatural. The man in Christ, you see, listen very carefully, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The man that is literally in union with Christ primarily, primarily, is your spirit. The effect is felt on your soul and your body. Are you for what I'm saying here? Okay. Because you see, the flesh, flesh cannot come into union with Christ. No. In marriage, flesh can come into union with flesh. Okay. 
But in Christ, it is spirit to spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. It is a one flesh. Did you see that? Did you see that? So that man, listen, that man is supernatural. Believe the word. I believe you've been blessed. What a time we've had in God's presence. Amen. <laughs> glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Alright. Now that's the mirror. The mirror of the word. That's your mirror. Look in the mirror and see who you are. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. You are not a failure. Don't, don't bear that name. Don't take on that name. You are not a failure. Your experience, your situation does not define you. The word defines you. You are not a failure. You are not a failure. You are a success. Hallelujah. You are one with God. That's who you are. Believe the gospel. That feeds your spirit. You can stand up and say, I can do it now. By the grace of God at work in me, in union with Christ, I can do it now. Glory to God. Amen. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word has given us light and understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We live a life of dominion over sin. Dominion over wrong habits. You see, you can break any habit. It doesn't matter how long it's been there for. You can break it. That's the truth. All right? You can break away from masturbation. You can break away from sexual fantasy. You can break away from any wrong habit. Every wrong habit. You can break away from it. Why? Because you understand who you are. The power to do so comes from within. Your union with Christ. Take your reference point from that place. Take your reference point from that place. The spirit is higher than the soul. The spirit is higher than the flesh. That which is born of God is born from above and has overcome all. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Take your reference point from that place. Don't explain it away. Um, Is it that easy? Don't explain it away. Dominion has come by union with Christ. You have dominion over lack, over poverty. You can live a life of more than enough. Your God, your Father is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always have enough sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. Don't explain it away and say, well, well, you understand our country. No. Receive the reality of the man in Christ. That's the first thing. Someone says, well, how do I make it happen? Not how first. What has been done? Who I am first. That's the first thing. Accept that reality first and then by the wisdom of God at work in you, there's a fountain that flows from within your spirit. God will begin to show you. Read that book. Listen to that person. Attend that seminar. You see, the right materials will begin to come. See, the first thing is not running around. That's not the first thing. Understand who you are. Because you know that you are a success, then you now know how to succeed. Because you know you're blessed, then you now know how to give expression to that blessing. Because you know that you are not a failure, you are a success, then you now know how to produce feats of success. Glory to God. 
You get it? That's how it works. Praise God. Let's go back to first principle. Amen. Go back to the foundation, the fundamentals of the faith. Alright, some of you are too advanced now. You, you just, it's, it's methods you deal with. Just with methods, all kinds of methods. Get back to the foundation. Take your root from who you are, your true identity. Man. No more identity crisis. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name. Alright, now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give his peace. It is well with you. You, 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 it is well with you. Rejoice, you. <laughs> you. You. It's a new beginning for you. The job is yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, now you can meet your needs over and above what you require. And you're a blessing to your world. Fulfilling your God-given destiny, God gives you riches and honor, 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 honor. Prominence. You now have a voice of influence. You speak and people listen. You disseminate the influence of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, you! And I'm speaking to you! In Jesus' name, amen! Give the Lord a shout of praise, hallelujah!